airplane mode disconnects everything. Now I don't know what just happened because there's no music coming out. Oh, okay. <clears throat> How many minutes? Is it five minutes or one minute or what? All right, that's cool. Family, it sure is good to be with you guys here uh, this evening, and uh, we're going to be continuing in on our study tonight, a study of the life of Jesus, part four. And this particular study, we're going to be talking about uh, Jesus as a child and his youth and what was going on during that time. But before we get into all that, we're going to wait just a couple of moments. We're going to let a couple of people get on and we're going to have a word of prayer. So let's go ahead and, and bow our heads and have a word of prayer and ask the Lord to lead us and guide us through this study. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord, thankful that we have the opportunity to study your word and to learn about the most important person in our lives and in all of history, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I'm praying right now that you would open up our hearts and our minds to receive everything that you have in store for, for us throughout this lesson. 
Lord, we love you. We thank you. We lift you up and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So it is definitely good to uh, be with you guys, like I said. And um, I actually wanted to go over just a couple of announcements. If you see my head turning to the to the side here at all, it's because I'm looking at Facebook and, and seeing who's on there and uh, if anyone's commenting. And very glad that uh, I see my mother on. I see uh, Pastor Reg and Miss Vicky. Good to see you all. If the video looks a little crooked, it's because I'm doing this from my cell phone, trying to make a better quality video. I've been trying to pre-record uh, the messages messages over the past couple of weeks to make a better quality video. Unfortunately, my schedule has been a little bit full this go around, and I'm actually coming to you live tonight. And uh, I'm doing it from my cell phone because my computer is, I guess, about nine years old now. and. I think that was the, the problem of why we kept getting all the glitches and whatnot uh, during our services over the past few weeks. And so I definitely want to get rid of all of that. I want to get rid of the glitches and, and just give you a, a better quality video. I didn't know it was as bad as it was until I actually watched Brother Brett do his message a couple of weeks ago and almost threw my phone out the window because it just kept cutting in and out. And so anyway, that kind of is what has led me over the past couple of weeks to actually pre-record the services on Sundays and Wednesdays to bring a better quality video. But I'm with you live right now. Y'all say hello. I'm saying hello to you. If it's crooked a little bit, it's because I've rigged up a tripod for my phone. I just It's just the best that I can do. Y'all pray for me. God's still on the throne. Hallelujah. See Brother Brett on there, Miss Susan and, and Brother Mike, I think. Brother Rick, Miss Susie, and um, Nanny, see you on there. And Miss Jenny, uh, hello to all of you. Invite your friends. Go ahead and start a watch party and invite your friends to join in with us as we continue our study on the life of Jesus. Uh, real quick, though. Brother uh, Brother Jr. actually is trying to put together a work day for I think it's going to be Saturday, March or, or May sixteenth. Uh, Brother Jr. is trying to put together a work day on Saturday, May sixteenth, and we're gonna, he's he's going to need some help. So if any of you have time that is free on Saturday, May 16th. That's two Saturdays from now. Contact JR. He's going to need some help out there. Um, he's going to be uh, working in the churchyard and just getting some things together so we can get back into the church building. We're still in the process of getting things together uh, in order for us to return to live services. And We've got some protocols that we have to put into place in order to actually meet live. Uh, we have some lists that, that we've received from um, from the Baptist Association that's going to help us to be able to bridge that gap and get everybody back in, everybody back in there in compliance. We're not quite there yet. Um, I know that 65 and older, the governor still wants to shelter in place. We know that's a large portion of our congregation. So you guys just bear with us. We haven't forgot, forgotten about you. We love you. And we're going to be we're going to be meeting real soon. So just over the next couple of weeks, you know, just keep lifting us up in prayer and asking the Lord to 
uh, lead us and guide us in, you know, being able to get back in there sooner rather than later. And just one one more announcement that I would like to make is uh, don't forget about Tuesdays and Thursdays that uh, we do have prayer, a, nation, a nation in prayer, a call in prayer hotline service that we do. And would love for you guys to participate in that. You can find the phone number. Bobby can put it up on the screen for us. It's real easy to uh, to get in on that. And we do it from 7 to 8.30 every Tuesday and Thursday. We've got a lot of prayers being answered. The Lord is really showing up and showing out and uh, really is just showing his faithfulness and has really excited a lot of us to be able to see his hand at work and, and moving in and, and amongst us. So we're, we're thankful for that. So join us Tuesdays and Thursdays. Bobby can can put the, the phone number up. If you, um, if you lose it from there, you can always go on to our website. Uh, lucernbaptist.org and you can find the phone number and how to get in on that on our website lucernbaptist.org so we're going to go ahead and continue uh, study of the life of Jesus part four and we're going to be talking about Jesus and his childhood and his youth today and so the first question out of I think I have three or four questions here for you tonight is the first question is going to be how was Jesus conceived as a human child there's a lot of theories out there. I'm not going to get into all of those. I might mention one or so here in just a second, but uh, I have my own theory. I'm going to share with you. Um, but so the first question is, how was Jesus conceived as a human child? Uh, Matthew chapter one, verse 18. If you guys want to turn there or write these these scriptures down and go back and, and look at them later, you're more than welcome to do that. I encourage you to do that. But Matthew chapter one, verse 18 says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, how in the world is that possible? If before, if Mary was a chaste and uh, obedient young lady, and she was, according to the scripture. How is it that before her and her betrothed Joseph, before they came together, how was she found with child? Uh, so I'm going to give you my theory and what I'm going to teach, you know, or what I'm going to say to you uh, next. I'm not going to teach as doctrine. I'm just going to say that it's something that I've thought about over the years uh, in relation to the virgin birth that really makes a lot of sense to me. I just feel like it's the best explanation that uh, that I can come up with or that I've heard. Uh, and again, there's a, a ton of theories out there on this subject. How in the world did Mary, uh, the Virgin Mary, end up having a baby named Jesus? Uh, some of these theories that are out there and some of these teachings out there just straight up blasphemy. Uh, there's, you know, some of them talking about, you know, God forcing himself on Mary and all these crazy things. And it's just ridiculous, blasphemous stuff. Uh, all of these things, a lot of them are just totally against God's nature, first of all. And, and that's not what the Bible says. So let's kind of look at the, at the scripture and see uh, what we can gain from uh, what the scripture says on this particular subject. Uh, so my particular theory is actually related to what I talked about last week concerning the creative power of the word of God. So if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 35, we're going to read through that. 
Um, just real quick, so I, I know that you guys are there. Somebody go ahead and, and type me a comment in there. I want to make sure that we're still live on Facebook. It just looks like uh, we have a glitch over here. So if you're hearing me, uh, go ahead and do me a favor and say, you know, I hear you, Pastor, or, or whatever. Uh, so I know that I should go ahead and continue as as we are. Yeah, I really have no idea. But if not, you know what? Hey, I'll preach to myself. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. But if you want to turn to Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 35, I'm going to read starting in verse 26, Luke chapter one. It says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? That question still rings in the minds of, of people to this day. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. The same question that Mary had in her mind, the same question that many people still ask today. Verse 35, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So here we have the angel Gabriel who was sent from God. That's what the scripture said uh, back in verse 26. The scripture says that the angel Gabriel was sent from God to Galilee to meet with Mary. Now, I want, in order for us to really have an understanding of, of what that implies, let's first take a look and, and see what, what, does, what is an angel. Well, the word angel literally means messenger. So when you see the word angel in the scripture, that word is messenger in the English. And so a messenger is one who carries. So, right, so, so think about it like this. If an angel is a messenger, well, then let's define, you know, several terms and really dig deep and clarify some things here. So if angel means messenger, what does messenger mean? Well, a messenger is one who carries a message from one person to another. OK, well, then what does message mean? Okay, of course, a message is a verbal, written, 
or recorded communication sent to or left for a recipient who cannot be contacted directly. And if we want to get even more technical here, then the verbal, written, or recorded communication in a message consists of what? So, so we're going very deep here, so let me kind of recap this very quickly. Angel means messenger. A messenger is one who carries a message, and a message is a verbal, written, or recorded communication sent to or left for a recipient who cannot be contacted directly. So then digging a little bit deeper there, okay, in a message, that written communication or verbal communication, what does that communication in that message consist of? Words. Amen. Y'all thought I was going to give you just some insane explosion in your brains, and I was just going to come up with this crazy thing. But look, it's words in a message that a message that is carried by a messenger to a recipient. Those that message consists of words. Amen. Somebody say amen. We're going to talk about something. So the angel Gabriel was a messenger sent from God to speak the word of God to Mary about her going to conceive Jesus, the son of God. This really is kind of cool to me. And just like we talked about last week in Genesis chapter one, when, when God spoke the word, whatever he spoke came into being. Amen. Uh, God said, let there be light. Well, what happened? Light, light came into being. So when God spoke back in Genesis and any other time from then, when God spoke his word and the creative power of his word was so powerful that whatever he spoke came into existence. All right. So this is how I believe that Jesus was conceived in the Virgin Mary. When Gabriel, the messenger or the angel of God, was sent from God to speak the words that we just read in Luke chapter 1, verses 31 through 35. And behold, this is the angel of the Lord, the messenger of God, speaking the message that was given to him by God to give to Mary. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Now, remember, Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel or the messenger of the Lord answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So when, when Gabriel, is that not exactly what happened when Gabriel spoke the words of God intended for Mary? Did Jesus, was Jesus not conceived out of that conversation and after that conversation? So when Jesus, the word of God, y'all follow this now, it's going to get a little twisty and, and turny here. But when Jesus, 
the word of God, was he not then conceived after Gabriel, the messenger of God, spoke the words that God sent him to speak? Was Jesus not conceived? That's really cool to me. I, that is just cool to me. So I, I know that that's, that's definitely going a little bit deep here. And again, I'm not teaching that necessarily for doctrine, but I just really feel like there's some strong reasoning involved in this. But regardless whether I'm right about uh, these particular details or, or not, God the Father used the Holy Ghost to bring about the conception of Jesus in the womb of the Jewish virgin named Mary. And I'm glad that he did. Amen. Praise God for that. So and if you want to study the birth of Jesus a little bit further, you can read you know, the rest of, of Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2 and also Matthew chapter 1 specifically verses 19 through 23 regarding uh, what, what we're talking about right now. The next question that I'm going to ask to you, what were the circumstances of Jesus's birth? What were the circumstances of Jesus's birth? So if you'll turn to with me to Luke chapter 2, we're going to read verses 1 through 7. Luke 2, 1 through 7. I got something else in, in here. I feel like that was a nice little bombshell for you, a nice little nugget to chew on about the virgin birth uh, and the word of God putting Christ, Jesus, into the womb of Mary, his message, messenger speaking the word or the message of God. That's a nice nugget there. Chew on that, meditate on that. I'm going to give you something else to chew on here out of Luke chapter 2. Verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serranius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And that's an important concept because we know that Christ was going to come from the lineage of David, which also Mary was. Uh, to, be taxed, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Something of notable interest here that I want you to be able to chew on and just kind of mull over in your brains for a little while. Uh, relating to what was actually going on during the time uh, of, around Jesus's birth taking place. This notable thing that I want you to look at is this tax decree that was given by Caesar Augustus. Now, the interesting thing about Caesar Augustus is that Augustus was actually a title that originated from the first emperor of Rome. And it means majestic, venerable, or exalted. So Augustus was something that the Caesars or the emperors would take as, you know, they would, it, they would almost be their name in a way, but really it was more of a title that in the word means majestic, 
venerable or exalted. Okay, what's noteworthy about that? Well, here we have this Caesar of Rome who takes on this name Augustus for himself, basically deifying himself or exalting himself above everyone else. And honestly, because he was pagan above God as well, because he actually had temples built throughout Asia Minor so people could actually go and worship him. Somebody say, no good. <laughs> Amen. No good. This guy, he, he, he takes on this name or this title that means exalted. And he had these temples built. People could go and worship him. And that's just, that's out there, guys. That's out there. There was, there's actually this, uh, this big concept back in the day called emperor worship. You can go back and you can research that for yourself and see that that was a big time common practice, especially in Rome, where the emperor would exalt himself as God and people would actually worship him. So uh, and in order to to fund that, how, how many of you know that if you want to be viewed and worshipped as a God, that's not that's not a cheap lifestyle to live. Amen. That's got to be one of the most expensive lifestyles that you could ever try to live. I, I, I'm just telling you. So in order to fund his lavish lifestyle, he sends out this tax decree, which just so happened to coincide with the birth of Jesus. Now, what's interesting about that or what's noteworthy about that? Well, here we have this wannabe God, Caesar Augustus, who exalts himself above everyone else and above God and demands for his people to worship him and pay taxes to him and pay homage and respect to him. All the while, Joseph and Mary entering into the town of Bethlehem to pay this tax to, you know, in honor of, uh, you know, obeying the government and authority that's above them, which is definitely a biblical concept. But here they are going in to, to help fund this lunatic's lavish lifestyle while Mary is actually holding within her womb the one true God. That's irony right there, somebody. That's irony big time. So here is Caesar Augustus, the wannabe God, exalting himself as God, trying to get money to pay for his God lifestyle and for people to worship him. All the while, this meager, meek peasant Mary and Joseph, the carpenter, like these people had nothing. And she's carrying within her the one true God who's going to be born in a manger. Remember, go back and read Philippians chapter two, somebody, and you, you'll see that the, the God, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who took of himself the form of a servant and humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He could have been anything. He could have been anybody. He could have been the, the true you know, most powerful, natural, worldly God ever and ruler ever. But he, this, the true God 
was being carried in the womb of a peasant to be born in a manger, to never have barely two coins to rub together, didn't even have a place to lay. Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Are you sure you want to follow me? That's just irony right there. That's wild to me. So if you want to look uh, further in, you know, at the description of what's going on in the world around surrounding Jesus's birth here into the natural, uh, you can go ahead and read the remainder of Luke chapter two, as well as Matthew chapter two. Remember, one of the things and, and one of the purposes behind these lessons that I'm giving you uh, on on Wednesday nights is, is really to give you some some foundation to be able to take and and search these things out further for yourself and i just really think that uh you can be be extremely blessed if you take this thing and run with it and uh, learn some more things and, and go a little bit deeper as well but I'm, I'm giving you some good nuggets to go on amen somebody say glory uh, another notable truth uh just you know surrounding the time of jesus's birth and you know what was going on is and this is controversial. I mean, I can't give you an exact date. Nobody can. But honestly, it, Jesus was probably not born December 25th uh, or even in the winter time. I think the the most seemingly accurate time of year somebody came up with was in September going through the scriptures. I can't remember exactly how they traced that thing down, but. Um, Jesus was probably not born December 25th or even in the winter at all. But, you know, as the, the Christmas tradition, you know, basically testifies, but it's neither here nor there. there that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. But uh, there, that's something else you can consider. All right. So I think the third and final question, I believe this is my final question for you. Yep. It's my third and final question. What was Jesus's child like childhood like? There's some really cool stuff uh, in reference to Jesus as a young lad that strikes me. And, it's, you know, I know you've heard uh, some of this before, but uh, Jesus, Jesus was awesome, man. From the time, it, it, even in the womb, remember when Mary showed up at uh, Elizabeth's and Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist. Well, they're both in the womb, Jesus in the womb of Mary, John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. Mary walks in the house and John the Baptist, the baby in her in Elizabeth's womb, leaps for joy being in the presence of Christ all the way from in the womb. And Jesus was awesome. Oh, even before. And you remember last week's discussion was, did Jesus exist before his human conception? So I'm talking about Jesus has always been awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I'm telling you, he's he, he's really cool. So the, the third and final question for tonight, what was Jesus's childhood like? Luke chapter two, verses thirty nine and forty. So Luke chapter two, verses thirty nine and forty says, and when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, talking about Joseph and Mary, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Verse 40. And the child grew, what child? Jesus. 
the child, the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. That's that's good stuff right there. I pray that for my children. Amen. I pray that for you know your your children, your grandchildren. All you know, man, that that's just amazing to be able to. Uh, grow being filled with wisdom and the grace of God being upon us. And that's just that's that's cool stuff. Uh, so Jesus grew up with his mother, Mary, of course. And uh, I guess what you would call his stepfather or his earthly father, Joseph. And he had several younger siblings, uh, the natural children of Mary and Joseph. Uh, we see a list of Jesus's siblings. It really names the, the boys. Does It just kind of says the, the sisters as well. But in, in Matthew 13, 55 through 56, you're going to see um, uh, a list of Jesus's siblings here. Uh, so Matthew 13, 55 and 56 is this, is not this the carpenter's son is not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James, Joseph and Simon and Judas. And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? This was after Jesus just did a bunch of amazing things, a bunch of miracles and stuff. And uh, people were just, they couldn't believe it because they saw Jesus growing up. They knew his mother, Mary, you know, and, and Joseph, and he had brothers and sisters. And you know, he just grew up in this meager little family as a carpenter's son. And they just couldn't believe it. But uh, the point of this scripture here tonight is that uh, Jesus did grow up with Mary and Joseph and, and several brothers and sisters. Uh, now, one of the things that I love about the childhood of Jesus is that at only 12 years old, we find Jesus discussing scripture with scholars at the temple. That is just mind blowing. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Luke chapter 2, 41 through 52. We're going to see Jesus at 12 years old discussing scripture. Uh, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. That kind of sounds like my kids. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him amongst among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou, thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Yeah, if any of you have ever lost your kids at the mall or at the store or at a whatever, I tell you what, it's a scary feeling and it's in your gut. 
And that's probably about what Joseph and Mary were experiencing, but they had traveled a day's journey away from their son, Jesus, until they discovered that he wasn't with them. And so they went looking for him, sorrowing, she says. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? This is Jesus at 12 years old, y'all. And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I find it interesting because we know that Christ uh, knew no sin. He, he, you know, he was tested in all points as we were, but he never sinned. And I, and I find it very uh, interesting that Jesus, knowing the commandments of God, honoring thy father and thy mother, became and he, it shows here he know he he's he understands who he is even at 12 he already knows he's got to be about his father's business and he's not talking about joseph he's talking about the lord god the father in heaven and so he knows that but even still he the scripture says here in verse 51 he came to nazareth and was subject unto them he honored his father and his mother so that's just a little bit about the childhood of Jesus. I hope that you've been blessed. I know that uh, there's been a, a few people that have just jumped on the feed tonight. I encourage you to turn back and to uh, go through and, and watch this, this short lesson, this short teaching uh, later on whenever you have an opportunity. I think that you'll find some good stuff in there that I will bless you and, and to help you to increase in your knowledge and understanding of the childhood of Jesus Christ. So this will conclude part four of a study of the life of Jesus. Uh, if anybody has anything that they would like to contribute to this discussion, we'll take the next couple of minutes and uh, look at anything that you might want to add to this conversation. Uh, and I'll just wait just a, a minute or so. You can type it in the comment section here on Facebook if you want to add anything to the conversation about the childhood of Jesus. Or if you just want to shout glory and, and do the little raising, praising hands, uh, whatever you want to do. But I do encourage you to share this video and to bless somebody else with it. And if you don't have anything else to say here, any questions, uh, or if you have questions about anything, I did address at the beginning of, of the service tonight uh, about our return to church. You can you know, ask anything about that. It's, it's still going to be a couple of weeks out, guys. Um, you know, we've got some things we're trying to get in in place as far as protocols are concerned. And hopefully as the weeks go forward, uh, the protocols will become less and less anyway, but uh, we want to uh, get everything in place before we go back and just keeping in mind that the governor's orders are 65 and older to shelter in place until sometime in June. I forget the exact date. I do see a prayer request here from Nanny talking about Myra who fell and broke her wrist 
So I'll be sure to pray for, for Myra as we close the service here in just a moment. Uh, praise God for you, uh, Miss Miss Beaver, Miss Lisa Beaver. Uh, I, I love them too. I love uh, being able to come and to share these little nuggets with you guys and to, and to learn a, a lot of things for myself too. So, Brother JR, love you, brother. Uh, I'm glad that you're feeling blessed. I know I saw you jump on here just a few minutes ago. I, I really think that you'll find some of the things we discussed earlier in this lesson uh, to be a, a blessing. I know that you had said last week that you, uh, we, you were pondering uh, on the discussion for a couple of days afterwards. So I think that this could be another one of those for you. So I encourage you to go back and, and listen to the service. Um, so if anybody else, uh, now here's another, another prayer request that I would like to, to put forward. We have, we, I still want in, in the back of our mind to think about light of the world, summer fest, second annual. I don't know what that's going to look like as of yet, but I think, uh, we still need to consider hosting the second annual Light of the World Summerfest rather than canceling it, even if we just do it on a smaller scale and maybe just have a fireworks show and some food or whatever to give out. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. I know it's probably I know it's not going to be in June as we would like for it to be. It's going to be later on. But I, I, at this point, we're not canceling it. We're just postponing it until we figure out what to do next. But I just don't know what it's going to look like. So I want, I want, to, I want you guys to, to pray for Light of the World Summerfest Summer second annual with me and just pray that Lord, the Lord gives us wisdom to be, able to, to, can, to be able to have that this year. I think people are going to want to get out. And, and do some things as, you know, this thing subsides and hopefully the summer heat will, you know, take care of any worries about the spread of virus. I don't know, you know, just whatever. You guys just be in prayer for that. I really want to, I really want to do it. Um, I'm thinking that possibly, uh, I know that Gwinnett County Schools are talking about not opening schools until September. So, Maybe we can do a back to school bash sometime at the end of August, early September. I don't know, something like that. So and also at the beginning of the service, I did make some announcements. Brother Rick is uh, reminding me to make it again um, while everybody else is on now. But we are having a work day. Brother Jr. is putting together. Contact him or just show up on Saturday, May 16th. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done at the church. Uh, he is looking for some abled bodied uh, individuals, men, women, whatever. Get your uh, teenage boys out there to help, whatever. We need some help to get the yard back in order, as well as some other little things that need to be addressed on not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after this one, which I believe is May 16th. So if you have any questions, call the church Monday through Thursday, uh, nine to two, uh, or just message Jr. He's on Facebook. You can get a hold of him there. Uh, you can call me. You can message me or whatever. I can you know connect you with him or whatever. 
uh, or just or just show up Saturday, May 16th. You guys have a time for that yet? Uh, if, if we don't have a time right now, which I don't know if we do, but if we if we don't, we're also going to be putting out a phone tree. So uh, you'll be expecting to get a phone tree uh, from Miss Betty sometime really soon. And all of the information will be on that as well. So also we, we have another request for a workday. The media slash tech slash individuals that bring these online services and sound and everything uh, making that possible. We, we need some help cleaning up the stage. We need some help hooking equipment back in. You don't have to know how to do it. Maybe you can just show up and help move some things around. Remember, Bobby is in a wheelchair and he's not able to move around as ably as he once was, but he is definitely getting better. We thank God for that. But uh, he can easily uh, tell you how to do anything that needs to be done. He really just needs some hands to come up there and do it. So anyway, I, I can't think of any more announcements. Anybody else got anything? JR is tripping right now. He's talking about 5 a.m. Uh, so I'm get. I, I think he made that comment because he's trying to sabotage the workday. I don't know what he's doing because I don't see nobody coming up in the, uh, up there at 5 a.m. But uh, that's between him, you, and God. Amen. Hallelujah. But anyway, we're gonna have some further information for you as soon as we have it. You'll have it. So y'all just continue praying for us. We're going to pray for Myra. We're going to pray for the Summerfest, and we're going to pray for you and, and me and our families. And I'm going to pray for Lucerne Baptist Church. So <laughs> uh, Brother JR laughing now. So anyway, let's bow our heads and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to have this time to come and to learn about you and your word. And I just ask that you would quicken your word within our spirits, Lord, and awaken it in our hearts and minds, Lord, so that we might be able to accomplish your will here on this earth. Forgive us of anything that we've done, Lord, that uh, has brought shame upon your name and help us as just as 1 John 1, 9 says, uh, that when we confess our sins to you, that you are faithful and just, to forgive us and cleanse, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, we just help. We just ask that you would help us, Lord, in all areas and walks of our lives. We ask that you would be with Myra as she has broken her wrist and needs to be able to heal fully and completely from that. We ask that you would uh, take any pain from her, Lord, that she might be able to rest easy and to be able to heal quickly. We want to lift up uh, loose uh, light of the world. Summerfest, the second annual annual. I don't know what that looks like, Lord. You do. But I'm just going to go out on faith and say that you don't want us to cancel it. Maybe we just need to postpone it. So I'm asking that you would give us wisdom to be able to do that in, in the honor of you and in the search for lost souls and rejuvenation for, the, for those who uh, may just be weary, Lord. So we need wisdom for that, Lord. Help us. I pray for Lucerne and its members and congregation, Lord, online and uh, in person. Father, I thank you for every one of them. I ask that you would bless them in all that they do, God, 
that you would open up the hearts and minds of their understanding, God, that they might be able to see clearly your will for their lives. Lord, I love you so much, and I thank you, and I praise you. I thank you for all the brothers and sisters out there that are constantly and tirelessly laying themselves down for the furtherance of your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I love you guys. I thank you for tuning in. I want to wish you all a good night. Be blessed, and we'll see you next time. Bye.